Kevin Hamilton with Chris Orr continues live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Get into the show, 844-770-3776. We are asking you if you had to pick. Who would you pick to be the Packers head coach? Matt LaFleur, Ben Johnson, Jim Leonard, or Jim Harbaugh? Uh, we're now joined by another Jim, Jim Polzine, uh, who uh, covers the Wisconsin Badgers and obviously a, a great columnist for uh, covering the Wisconsin Badgers as well. Jim, thanks for hopping on. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. And uh, we'll just ask this. What is the team, like the mindset, what is your feel for this team as they got a big game, I'm sure, as a – a feature writer, columnist, you got this whole like Bielema and there was already the revenge angle and now uh, the Badgers are stumbling. I mean, what are your thoughts going into this game as the Badgers go down to Illinois? Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like this is one before the season where you're kind of lying, you know, you're outlining the season and thinking of potential story ideas and obviously it's a circle the calendar circle it on the calendar game because it's Jim Leonard and Brett Bielema and all the Wisconsin ties, right? But I for me, at least, that's, those are kind of storylines that have disappeared to some degree just because of what happened last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think there's so much more to talk about with Braden Locke making his first career start and the Badgers really needing a win because, you know, you got Ohio State coming up next week. So this, this, is, this one sandwich in between is pretty big in the grand scheme of things, and you'd like to see how the team bounces back. So, you know, there's a lot to talk about, but for me, the Leonard and Bielema stuff has kind of been put on the back burner. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. That makes sense. I do think that it's still going to be an emotional game. Um, yeah. Just from, you know, those guys being on that sideline now, they're going to be bringing that emotion. The players are going to have their own emotions. Even if it, even if you take the coaches out, you know, just from the simple fact that you lost to them last year, you're going to have those emotions. But um, my question for you, I guess, or if you know, is – I think that this is an opportunity for this team where they're truly facing some true adversity. Uh, you're going on the road without your starting quarterback. I think that last year when we started facing adversity as a team was when we really started to fall off the hinges and really fall off the railroad, I guess. How can you see that Coach Fickle or this team, how he's leading this team or how this team has responded to this adversity that they had to deal with this week? Oh, that's a great question, Chris, because I mean, the, the thing is, like, this is the first time really that this team uh, and these players are going through it with this coach and this coaching staff, mm-hmm. and you just don't know. You know, they've had an offseason together, and they, you know, yeah. they worked really hard together, and he stressed the importance of, of team and chemistry and all that, but until you go through it, you don't know. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing to me, I think, is that, you know, you look at the team leaders, uh, some of them aren't going to be on the field you know yeah. Tanner Mordecai uh, you know is not playing anymore so how how can you lead and and still you know even though you're not playing it, it's possible but it makes it a lot harder I think and, and Luke Fickle said that earlier this week so that's the challenge is you know is, is the leaders have to emerge um and sometimes maybe at this point of the season it's guys you didn't necessarily expect to be leaders when the season began you know you kind of need a growth mindset and and everybody's got to kind of pick up their game a little bit and, and and make up for the loss of others. Talking with Jim Polzine, columnist for Badger Extra, Madison.com, Wisconsin State Journal. Uh, obviously, he talks about the Badgers and Packers and everything. We're talking Badgers mostly with him. You had an article, I believe, sometime late in August. You got a chance to talk with uh, Coach Phil Longo. I don't believe the offensive coordinators are available now like to the, to the uh, media to talk with during the season, but 
I'll just ask you in general, why aren't they running the football? I hate to be that guy, but like, <laughs> like why did Braden Locke throw the ball 30 times? I know they got behind, but even if you took away the, the eight throws when they you know had to throw it, 22 passes seems like a lot for a guy just throwing in the middle of the field when Braylon was running the ball a little bit. So has there been any explanation of like why they got away from the run so much in that Iowa game? Because otherwise they're averaging about 40 carries a game, which isn't horrendous, but I yep. think Braylon and, and, and Aker combined for like 21 carries. Yeah, I thought the balance was pretty good going into that game, but yeah, that that stood out to me too. And 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 really, the the, the, the two series that bothered me the most were uh, early in the game when they went back to back three and outs, and it was six straight passes. I just thought at some point there you got to give the ball to Braylon Allen, uh, if for no other reason than to you know give your defense a little bit of a rest and um, just getting some more manageable third down situations. And I sort I sort of understand it, right? Because you know if you if you Run every time on first down, then fans get upset because you're kind of, you know, you're kind of just doing the basics on first down. So if you want to throw the ball on first down, great. But but the problem is if you don't succeed on with a pass on first down, then you're facing second and long. Um, if you run there, there's a pretty good chance you're going to end up in a third and long. So I kind of get it to some degree, but I just think you got a guy like Braylon Allen, you got to ride him. Um, I do think the other factor is they're probably a little bit concerned that they don't want to um, load up on Braylon Allen. Uh, and you know, and get him hurt. They're now down to one healthy, um, experienced tailback, and and then Jackson Aker behind him. Um, if you lose one of those two, you're in a real big world of hurt heading into the stretch run of the season. So, I don't know if that's his logic. Uh, again, it's a guessing game because he's not available to the media. Um, but those would be a couple of my first questions: is is what you know why 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 have you gone away from the run a little bit? Why did you go away from the run last week at Iowa against Iowa? Um, because I do think it, it, so long ago, it was one of the first conversations we had with him. He said, listen, I'd be an idiot not to run the ball. Um, everybody says, thinks, sees air raid and they think it's just going to be pass, 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 pass. Um, and that's not true at all. There's, there's going to be balance. I just, like, I, as you pointed out, there was not enough balance last week, I don't think. Yeah, I want to see some creativity out of Coach Longo. I think now is the time for whenever you're an offensive signal caller, you're without few of your leaders on the offensive side of the ball, especially your quarterback, it's time for you to shine. Uh, you do whatever it is that you need to do to get your playmakers as many touches and to have as friendly of a game plan for your freshman starting quarterback. And I think that you do call some plays, though, to get him some confidence. I think you let him let his arm rip a little bit. But I'm ready to see Coach Longo dig into his bag a little bit and show us the magic tricks that he can provide out of this uh, new offensive scheme because – I think that's what's lacking. I think the explosiveness is what's lacking. And even if you don't do it through the air, or just got to find a way to get the ball into our playmakers' hands. I think that we don't either we get everybody involved or we can't can't hit a fly or, or something. Uh, it seems like that's the cycle that we're stuck in where either we're clicking or we're not. And the only time that I feel like we truly clicked on the offensive side of the ball was Purdue. And I always pointed out, I'm telling you, that running that trick play that early – it just it's kind of tells you how you feel about yourself more so than um, understand you're just trying to get some points, get some momentum, but against a team that you probably should just line up and, and, and beat, that's not a good look. But I want to see it this yeah, week. No. I want to see it this I, week. So you, you brought up something there that I think is really um, important is the, the lack of explosives. Because that, mm -hmm. that's, I think, one thing that's bringing this offense down is that they're not getting any explosives passing or running. I mean, they're getting some, but not enough. I mean, you right. need that number to be higher. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, you're grinding up, you know, 75 yards, uh, going 13, 14 plays, 
and you're running the risk of mistakes somewhere along the way. And that's one thing that we've seen over and over is this team will get in a third and two or something in the red zone, and a false start will set them back and, and put them in kind of a third medium. And you're just not getting enough explosive uh, chunk plays in the run game. You're not getting enough yards after catch in the pass game when you do have those shorter passes. That's the one thing I'd like to see more of somehow. I don't know, I don't know how you do it because, again, I think this team to some degree lacks uh, speed. Uh, I think there's lack of speed among the playmakers. I mean, other than Will Pauling, I don't know that I would call, you know, Chim or Bryson Green or C.J. Williams or even Skylar Bell speedsters. And I, I think Braylon Allen is not what you would call a speedster. He's more of a power back. So I think personnel has something to do with it. But you're right. I mean, Phil Longo's getting paid a lot of money. And, you know, it's kind of time to see, you know, see what you can do. Show us how creative you can be. Mm-hmm. Talking with Jim Polzine, uh, he covers the Packers and the Badgers for Badger Extra, Wisconsin. Uh, excuse me, Madison.com, Wisconsin State Journal. And uh, talking about the Packers side of things, Jim, obviously as a columnist, you, you're keeping an eye on them. It's just a weird game to me that mm-hmm. Russell Wilson is now just like this afterthought, and <laughs> I don't even know if Badger fans want to claim him anymore. Uh, and he's somehow become like a punchline, and now Green Bay's heading out there with a quarterback who we don't know what he is yet. But he's coming off, I would say, it's fair to say, like back-to-back, like regression over the last couple of games. How big is this? Because at some point it could turn the other way and fans might just be like, you know what, we'll just go to the Caleb Williams-Drake May sweepstakes. And we just, <laughs> we'll just, I'd rather lose. If they lose to Denver, all bets are off on this team and, and the season, in my opinion. I agree with you. I mean, I, I think there's, you look at the schedule coming up, it's manageable. But, mm-hmm. you know, you need to win some of these games. I mean, you gotta, you got to have to go out and win at Denver. Um I just think they're at the point of the season where you kind of are in must-win mode. Uh, it's it's been a weird season. I, like some of this is predictable, right? I, I thought there would be ups and downs. I thought there would be growing pains with a with a first-year starter, um, and 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 part of the problem is not just Jordan Love, but all the guys around him. It's a it's a young receiving core. It's a really young tight end core. Um, you for the most part been missing your two best offensive linemen, so it's. There's a lot of reasons that sound like excuses, um, and yet I'm not I'm not surprised to some degree that we've seen ups of Jordan da- Jordan Love, and we've seen some downs of Jordan Love. Um, he's got to get more consistent. I think that's a big part of it. He's got to elevate his game, even though he's working with some young guys. And there's no better time to start than Sunday. And uh, Jim, since we also we have you here, Badger basketball is coming up, and yeah. I think there's a good buzz with that. You got, you know, obviously I think it's like ninety percent of their scoring is coming back, but you have exciting players like Store and uh, Gus Bus to work in there, and there's a few other players I'm sure I'm, I'm missing. But what do you think is going to be, or what are the players, what are the coaches think is going to be different this year? Is it the new players? Is it uh, updated system? Like what's going to be different this year that they turn the corner and get out of the NIT and back in the tournament? And realistically, for people to feel good about this program. Like a sweet sixteen is where mm-hmm. this program needs to end up at the end of the year. I know that's it's a tournament and it's wild, but like mm-hmm. that kind of like Johnny Davis they had a heck of a season and they didn't get to the sweet sixteen. So yeah. they need some postseason success along with regular season success. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean at some point if you're gonna quiet the critics, you need to get to the second weekend of the MCA uh, tournaments. It's been six years now. It'll be seven years by the time March Madness rolls around next year because it was 2017 with that Nigel and Bronson group. So you're right. I, I totally agree with you. Um, in terms of why this year would be different, I, I do think before we get to the new guys, you have to start with the, the returning guys have to improve. I mean, you need, you need a better Tyler Wall than we saw last year. You need a better Chucky Hepburn than we saw, especially when it comes to getting in the paint and finishing and, and creating for, for others. Um, 
those two, Stephen Crowell needs to be a more consistent player. So, you know, let's start there. Those guys need to get better, and, and I'm counting on that happening. But I do think one of the reasons for optimism is that they are going to be deeper this year. They're, they, the new guys you mentioned, A.J. Storr is, a, is one of the more athletic players they've had in a while. I think that's something that's desperately needed, as we all know. Um, the freshman I'm kind of most excited about is Nolan Winter. I, had a, you know, I saw him at the red-white scrimmage. Uh, I think he can be a little bit different. He's going to get banged around a little bit in the Big Ten. But I think he's a guy that's going to um, be a really good player by the time he's done here, and I think he can step in and contribute immediately. Um, I think they're going to try to play a little bit faster. I know we hear that every year, but I think it's true <laughs> this year they're going to try to do that. And I think we, the thing we saw uh, Sunday at the Red White Scrimmage is they're going to press a little bit. And I think that's I, I, I'm 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 a little bit you know leery. I don't want to get ahead of myself because I know you can press and things can go bad and you can scrap that plan, but. I do think Greg Garden views it as a way that um, maybe it can create some offense. You know, a defense can turn into offense, and um, they need more easier baskets. That's the one thing that they struggled last year is just scoring was too hard, in part because they could not get any easy baskets along the way, and that's what he's trying to generate, and, and I, I think he thinks the press is one way to, to make that happen. With the the program, there are some exciting new players coming in, including a transfer, and, I mean, Chris might fight me over here, but like I feel like some of the <laughs> issue with, like, like Paul and Greg, there's going to be a natural connection. Paul Chris, Greg Gard. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Greg Gard and his staff have embraced uh, on the fly just an updated way to recruit, an updated way to you know, maybe it's even slight changes to their offense to make the, the program more appealing because uh, mm-hmm. you got to have the players, no matter how great the system is. Has the coach talked about that? Have you noticed that? Have you heard that from players of just how the – because Tyler Wall could have gone somewhere else and yeah. he came back. So they're obviously doing something to either retain or bring in new talent that maybe wasn't there a couple of years ago. No, I mean, that's actually – I'm glad you brought up Wall because there were teams coming after him. There were, there were teams coming after Chucky Hepburn. There were teams coming after Connor Seaton. All three of those guys – Wisconsin basically had to recruit all three of the re-recruit all three of those guys in the offseason, and Big Ten teams were coming after them. Uh, and that's – so, I mean, that's, that is important to note, that Greg Gard retained three of his uh, more important players who were getting um, – you know, these days, NIL sells, and there's, you know, hush, hush, wink, wink, come here and your NIL uh, package can be a little better. Uh, that was going on. That was absolutely going on, even though nobody will come up and say it. Um, and 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 point fingers at exactly who was doing it. It was going on, um, so that that's important. I think Greg Gard understands better than Paul Chris that this NIL stuff is important, and he's got to embrace it. You can't, you can hate it. You can there could be a lot of things you don't like about it, um, but you better embrace it, or or you're going to get buried and, and you're going to get pushed aside. So, I think he's done a pretty good job of you know, of selling his program, selling the school, but also selling what can the varsity collective. Uh, do you know, once you get here. So uh, we'll see. I mean, you still have to ultimately you have to land a higher level of talented player. Um, and while I like the guys they brought in this year and some of the guys they brought in next year, you know, they did miss out on a guy like Con Knipple who's going to Duke. Wow. Um, and <laughs> sooner or later, you have to land the best players in the state if you're going to make that jump. Like I, I think you're absolutely right, Jim. I think you can get the NCAA tournaments here. Uh, second weekend sounds realistic, um, but there's a pretty good chunk of this fan base that wants a deeper on the NCAA tournament at some point. And I don't care how good of a coach you are, you need the you need the horses to get you there. And uh, and we'll see if the guard can get those types of players. 
Baby steps. I said the same thing for football. Let's get back yeah. to complaining about 10 wins. Uh, let's mm. get back to complaining about, you know, Bo Ryan. Everyone's like, all he does is made Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. I'll take that back, and then we'll worry about, you know, deep runs or Careful college football playoffs. Yeah, yeah, Chris. I I, I know. One last thing, uh, Jim Polzine, <laughs> uh, BadgerActionMadison.com, Wisconsin State Journal. Uh, you got a chance. Obviously, you wrote a great uh, piece about one of our teammates, Mark Tauscher. Uh, great yeah. stuff in there. Was there anything that didn't make the story or anything out there that you wanted to share with the audience as well? Because Mark's a, he's a fun character, and he's, <laughs> you can, you can get, uh, you know, get a lot from him. Yeah, it's kind of funny. That thing was like 2,500 words, so the, the idea that anything ended up on the cutting room floor seems kind of silly. But there was. <laughs> like, okay, so this, is what, this is something that did not get in there. Um, he, apparently him and his brothers will play board games or different types of games and change the rules. Like, it'll get boring for them, so they'll just find new creative ways, apparently, to, to tweak the game a little bit just to make it more interesting. And I don't, think I, I don't think I got that in my story, but that was something we were talking about. And um, I think that carries over to a lot of things he plays. Like, he's always just kind of tweaking things, maybe sometimes to his advantage uh, so he can win. Uh, but I don't know. He was an interesting guy. I, like, that story has been on my uh, agenda to do for years and years and years because I, I just was fascinated by how you make the – um, transition from NFL to, you know, the next chapter in your life. Um, so he's always been a fascinating guy to me. And this year seemed like the year to do it now that he's in the EW radio booth full time. Um, and he was just gracious enough to let me, you know, let me show up at 6 a.m. pick the ball, <laughs> let me come in the studio and watch him, you know, sit down for lunch with me and just could not have been kinder about giving me access, which is really the key to any story is getting the access and getting the full picture of a person. So I, I appreciate Tosh for that. Yeah, it was great. And you know, the next time you write one, ten years from now, when you celebrate his ten year anniversary in the booth, <laughs> yeah, uh, you have to, he's more creative than he gives himself uh, credit for. Leads out there like almost everything in his show has been like an idea that he came up with and people he's yeah. introduced us to, and he loves alliteration. Like if it, <laughs> if, it, if it can have an alliteration, he's he's in. Like that, he lives and dies with that. That is his favorite thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jim, thanks so much for hopping on. Thanks, Jim and Chris. Appreciate it. All right, that's Jim Polzine, Wisconsin State Journal, Madison.com, Badger Extra. You can listen to that back, Wisconsin on the Man.